Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. It's the Peter Principle. Yeah, and Rachel's going to Washington. Uh, the good doctor has been just incompetent enough to get a promotion. Here's the official definition of the Peter Principle, in case you had forgotten or didn't know. Uh, an observation that the tendency in most organizational hierarchies, such as that of a corporation, is for every employee to rise in the hierarchy through promotion until they reach a level of respective incompetence. Uh, Aunt Rachel's mom was rescued from a nursing home back in April. Remember that? Just when um, when uh, Aunt Rachel and His Excellency Thomas Wolfe came up with the brilliant idea of sending patients with COVID-19 back to their nursing homes. Thousands of people died. Remember that? But today, the big guy picked Aunt Rachel to be Assistant Secretary of Health in the Department of Health and Human Services. Here's what the big guy said, an official statement. Dr. Rachel Levine will bring the steady leadership and essential expertise we need to get people through this pandemic, no matter their zip code, race, religion, sexual orientation, gender identity, or disability, and meet the public health needs of our country in this critical moment and beyond. Now, you, you know, the, the, the statement could have read, Dr. Rachel Levine will bring the steady leadership and essential expertise we need to get people through this pandemic and meet the public health needs of our country in this critical moment and beyond. But he had to throw in there, no matter their zip code, race, religion, sexual orientation, gender identity, or disability, because everybody knows everybody is always discriminated against. Uh, it's just... They, they're not capable of making a stupid statement about a, a, um, an appointment without throwing that in there. Anyway, what he really meant was I had to pick an assistant uh, secretary of health. And, you know, when I found out there was a transgender woman out there doing that in Pennsylvania, it was a slam dunk. Dr. Levine is a pediatric psychiatrist who no sane parent would want to be anywhere near their kid. And the thing to watch now is how much the local media celebrate the pick and ignore the incompetence because, you know, it's historical. The good news is that we don't have to look at Aunt Rachel every day anymore, I hope. Uh, when we come back after the break, we're going to talk to a guy who called for Aunt Rachel to resign way back in May. And in our second half hour, another look at the uselessness and danger of the lockdowns that Aunt Rachel love so much. Stick around. Some home repairs just can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. Well, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters, and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew, so don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through dollar bank get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office choose from 100 percent vinyl commercial aluminum wood and composite and to show their appreciation to stag fans everywhere you'll also get 10 percent off your total project when you mention this show Get 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and 10% off. Backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That's windowsrspittsburgh.com. Wow. I think we can all agree that a lot went wrong in 2020. But you can start 2021 off right with a resolution to help protect your identity and personal info using LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. The sad truth is, one in five people have been a victim of identity theft. But LifeLock alerts you to potential threats to your identity. And they see more than you can when you just monitor your credit. Like your info for sale on the dark web. 
And if there's a problem, LifeLock's U.S.-based restoration specialists know the steps to take to help resolve your case. Of course, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock is the New Year's resolution that helps you protect what you've worked so hard for. Get 25% off your first year with promo code SMART at LifeLock.com. That's promo code SMART for up to 25% off at LifeLock.com. As life gets back to normal and we start heading back to work, don't leave your leftover stash of toilet paper exposed to rodents. Send them packing the most humane way with plug-in pest-free. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-in Pest-Free, the electromagnetic device that utilises the active wiring in your home or business to keep rodents and pests away. 100% chemical-free and environmentally friendly. Just plug it in. It's that simple. My strongest performer, the Pro Unit, is good for most homes and small businesses up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair income. Is your home or business protected? If not, order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code SAVE20 for 20% off. That's gopestfree.com, promo code SAVE20. gopestfree.com, promo code SAVE20. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. Parents, let's be honest. Many high school and college age kids seem to have little direction these days. That might be true for your son or daughter. They spend a lot of time gaming, hanging with friends, but nothing seems to lead them on a path to adulthood. You may want them to go to a four-year university, but their grades just don't warrant it. Their lack of passion and direction makes you wonder if a four-year university would even be a wise investment. Here's a better route to consider. The Full Stack Software Development Program from Steve Wozniak. Available through Salem Career hub.com they'll learn real life work skills that are marketable and in high demand right now and at salemcareerhub.com you can sign up for these courses at 50 percent off their regular price talk it over with your kids and get them out of the basement they're probably as anxious as you are to move forward and just need a little push the place to start salemcareerhub.com you can also call 866-711-6275 866-711-6275 or salemcareerhub.com this is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, in case you missed the big news, uh, our Aunt Rachel is going to Washington. That's right. Dr. Levine will not be around anymore to protect us from the evil virus that doesn't kill about 99.9% of the people who get it. Uh, Aunt Rachel has been picked by Joe Biden to be Assistant Secretary of Health in the Department of Health and Human Services. And as I said in the open, it's a classic case of the Peter Principle. Incompetence is rewarded. Paul Kengor is a professor of political science at uh, Grove City College and an author and columnist. He wrote about Aunt Rachel's incompetence back in May, and he joins us now. Paul, thanks for being here. Yeah, good to be with you, John. Thanks. So does uh, anything that Rachel Levine has done justify any kind of a promotion at any time, anywhere? Well, you know, and especially this, I mean, I'm looking right here at Joe Biden's uh, statement, okay? And he wrote, Dr. Rachel Levine will bring the steady leadership and essential expertise we need to get people through this pandemic, right? And then he said, no matter their zip code, race, religion, sexual orientation, gender identity, now that stands out, right? Um, And meet the public health of our country in this critical moment and beyond, he said she is a historic and deeply qualified choice. And, and I mean, what jumped out at me here is that you know, he, he's picking Levine because of the leadership, supposedly through the pandemic. And, and for, for guys like me and maybe you too, John, I, I, I swear I didn't even know who Rachel Levine was until last May. And, and I, I mean, I follow national politics, I follow state and local politics a little bit, so I did not know that Levine was, you know, transgender, identified as, as, as a woman and so forth. So, yeah, that, that had nothing to do with it for me. And, and what, what put Levine on my radar were, were the reports that, that Levine had authorized putting COVID-infected patients in Pennsylvania nursing homes. And I, I was absolutely floored 
when I read that because at that time, I rem- remember, John, I mean, this was May, right? And so everybody thought, Andrew, Andrew Cuomo's a maniac. Andrew Cuomo actually put COVID-infected patients in nursing homes in New York, right? right. We're all saying that in Pennsylvania. And, and then one day, lo and behold, we hear that, well, guess what? It happened in Pennsylvania, too. And it, it, probably after Andrew did it in New York, and, and it was done by Rachel Levine. And, and I remember, because I, 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 I reported on this for American Spectator very carefully, the whole COVID thing. And, and I was watching the data, and, and I was watching the fatality rate. I was watching the number of COVID deaths. And one day I noticed a, 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 an excessive number of COVID deaths in Allegheny County. And I thought, well, where are these coming from? And, and, and it seemed bad, too, because UPMC, Allegheny County, was on the cutting edge of treatment and everything else for COVID. So where are they coming from? So, so I went and I looked, and they were coming from nursing homes. And I thought, wow, well, how did this get into nursing homes? And, and then it was about that time that there, there was a piece. It was in the Bucks County Courier Times, and the title, I have it right in front of me, States Ordered Nursing Homes to Take COVID-19 Residents, Thousands Died. And it alleged that on March 29th, Pennsylvania joined New York and other northeastern states, quote, in ordering nursing homes to admit medically stable residents infected with the coronavirus, unquote, despite warnings from groups like the American Healthcare Association and others. And because of that, we had, we had a 70% of, of our deaths at the time were in nursing homes, which, I mean, 70, 70, compared to 17 in New York. So we were blowing away in New York in, in nursing home deaths. And, and I asked way back then, I said, how can Levine not have to answer for this? And, and you remember, too, John, it, it was learned at the time that Rachel Levine's own mother, right, had 94, 95-year-old mother had been removed from a nursing home. And yep. Levine was called out on that. Remember that? Oh, yeah. And, Yeah, yeah. And she even said in a press conference, quote, my mother requested and my sister and I as her children complied to move her to another location during the COVID-19 outbreak, unquote. And we thought, well, great, you know, can we move our mothers too, right? Uh, so, So of all things, after all of that, which you think would make Rachel Levine's leadership during the pandemic at least questionable, um, not to Joe Biden. That, that's actually the reason that he apparently hired Levine uh, to, to be his um, assistant health secretary. It's pretty remarkable. And would Biden have done this if Levine were not transgender? I don't. I don't think he would have. And I. And I. No, and I, I think that. I think that that's. I think that's the the very crucial point here. Um, you know, this is and 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 Biden had made the point about this time last year. It was January 2020. He said, quote, let's be clear. Transgender equality is the civil rights issue of our time, unquote, Mm -hmm. which is uh, (laughs) an an amazing statement, right? Transgender equality is the civil rights issue of our time. That's what he said. And, and, And all of the reports today, I'm looking at the headline in the Washington Post, quote, this is the title of the piece. Biden selects transgender doctor, Rachel Levine, yep. as assistant health secretary, unquote, right? So, so you know, that's, that's, it's literally part of the headline. And, and with liberals and leftists and progressives and their absolute obsession, obsession with identity politics, right? I, I mean, for, for these people, nothing matters more than your identity, you know, liberals claim that, you know, that, that they believe in diversity and tolerance. Liberals place you in a category. This is what they do. What matters to most, matters to, most of, to them is the identity group where they want to place you. And, and, and so, so despite them wanting to be colorblind or genderblind or ethnicblind or raceblind or whatever, they are obsessed with this stuff. And I think that, that, that you, you cannot disregard Levine's um, gender identity. I, I think almost certainly that, that that's first and foremost why Biden picked Levine. And, and for liberals that don't want to hear that, I, I, I mean, I think liberals, I think you're not being honest with yourselves here. 
All right, and it's I, I, I think to ignore that and say it had nothing to do with that would would, would be naive. Yeah, I, I mentioned in the open, and we're talking to Paul Kengor, Grove City College uh, um, political science professor and author and columnist. Um, um, on, on you mentioned his his um, his opening statement, a nice opening statement. Dr. Rachel Levine will bring the steady leadership and essential expertise we need to get through, uh, get people through this pandemic. And he could have finished it with and meet the public health needs of our country in this critical moment and beyond, but he had to put a couple of hyphens in there. Uh, right. Get people through this pandemic, hyphen, no, be, no matter their zip code, race, religion, sexual orientation, gender identity, or disability. He didn't. He, the only thing he didn't make uh, mention was height or weight. I mean, he could have uh, shoe size. I, I, I don't. Uh, you can't just make a statement now. Which would have been a perfectly legitimate statement. I would have disagreed with it, but it has to have that thing in there about the zip code, the race, the religion. It's nauseating. It's 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 yeah. just it's so and, phony and, and just oh yeah. And, and also height and shoe size actually doesn't matter to liberals. What does are the things that Biden called out, right? Race, right. sexual orientation, gender right. identity, and and he said the rest of that quote is quote she's a historic. A yeah. deeply qualified choice. Okay, now now the, the the historic point there that's that has to do with with the gender identity. I mean that's mm-hmm. that's what's going on. And by the way, uh, the fact is that that Rachel Levine is not needed right now to get people through this pandemic because what's needed was a vaccine, and Donald right. Trump delivered on that. And and you know here's something else the liberals are going to refuse to give Trump credit on. But Joe Biden walks into Inauguration Day tomorrow, and, and lo and behold, the man has a vaccine. And he's got a vaccine that the liberals, you know, back in May, June, as recently as the October, November debates, were saying, saying Trump could, can't possibly have a vaccine Miracle by mission. January. Yeah, exactly. And he did it, and he pulled it off. So the fact of the matter is Rachel Levine actually really doesn't do, need to do all that much to get people through this pandemic because the vaccine is there. And I don't know if you saw this week, the mayor of Washington, D.C., they're opening up again. They're opening up restaurants again. They're all wow, ready shocking. to go. Yeah, exactly. Shocking. They're, they're, they're all ready to go. So I don't even know that Rachel Levine will need to do that much. But, but, but of all things, I, so I guess I'll say this. There's a bit of good news for Pennsylvanians that wanted Rachel Levine out. And, and uh, we're calling on Rachel Levine to resign and Tom Wolf to get Levine out of office. Um, the problem's been taken taken care of. Joe Biden has, uh, is uh, calling Rachel to uh, to Washington, so so uh, he's he's see, he, he's removing her from Pennsylvania for you. So um, so now the entire nation will have. And I think it's probably only a matter of time until. Uh, Levine gets promoted up maybe to um, health secretary altogether, maybe head of HHS. And for liberals, all they'll care about is that a transgender person is in charge of it. For them, that's what matters the most. Right. And um, I'm sorry, but uh, Dr. Levine is a a pediatric psychiatrist. Right, right. Um, Right. Yeah. And I, I would like to find a parent who would their who would send their son to Dr. Levine for guidance, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. And that's the person who was, um, and, and again, that gets to this, 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 this phraseology from people like Biden and others about a deeply qualified choice. Um, Levine, Levine's background was not in virology, epidemiology, or, you know, or anything that would have to do with managing a, a pandemic. Um, and I, I followed this language. And again, I, I've, got, I've got no dog in this fight. I swear, I didn't even know that Rachel Levine had, had identified as trans. This, this shows, I, I probably shouldn't admit this, this shows my ignorance. But I remember at the time, uh, remember when Marty Griffin of KDKA um, yeah. interviewed yeah. Rachel Levine and, and re- referred to Rachel as Sir. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and Rachel said, you're misgendering me, right? right. And, and then that became an issue. And I, I remember conservative friends of mine making fun of, of, uh, of Rachel Levine's looks, 
saying it looks like a man and that kind of stuff. And after seeing a series of those, I, I thought, um, wait a second, what's going on here? And I just went to Google and I typed in my search and I said, whoa, our, our Pennsylvania Health Secretary is transgender. I, I didn't even know that, right? Well, I didn't even know that yeah, of, of all yeah. things. You know what? Um, the de- the first time that I saw Doctor Levine, um, I said to the former producer of this radio program, Aaron Byrne, I said, "Aaron, that person used to be a man." As soon, yeah. instantly, immediately. So right. didn't surprise right. me. <clears throat> but well, um, well and, Mar- and Marty Griffin, I, I heard that interview. Um, he when when he referred to Rachel Levine as Sir. Um, you know, Rachel Levine has a has a manly voice, and right. and I mean, so if you're if you're doing a radio interview, um, you know, and, and and liberals like to jump all over people with like no tolerance, no charity on on, on these things, completely unforgiving. But uh, yeah, but yeah, we're all, you know we're we're all trying to navigate through this as well, and, and I think that um, Biden's pick of Rachel Levine. There's just no question. You can see this in his statement. He considers it a a historic choice um, because of the gender identity issue. Well, he has a vice president who is only vice president, going to be vice president, because she's a woman of color. Um, it has nothing to do with her competence or incompetence uh, or anything else. She, he sought a woman of color, and that's what he got. And again, it's 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 more about. She could end up, you know, maybe she'll end up being the greatest vice president, and I think she's going to be president like 15 minutes after the inauguration. Mm-hmm. This is me. But, but maybe she'll end up being the greatest uh, vice president in American history. But there's nothing that uh, the only reason that he picked her was because of her, her gender and her color. So, well, uh, and, and remember, remember, yeah, remember we heard that he wanted to pick a female person of color. And remember mm-hmm. that the list, it was like Susan Rice. It was the yep. woman in uh, Georgia, and yep. I mean, I remember telling people, "I hope they'll pick Susan Rice because I, I, I thought I, I, I thought I think Kamala Harris is terrible, uh, mm-hmm. quite literally the most liberal member of the Senate. Her ACU right. and um, um, ADA ratings are she's literally to the left of Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. But That's but scary. this is what happens when you narrow down your field based on identity. And if he was yep. looking for an assistant health secretary. Um, among the nation's 50 health secretaries who's transgender. I mean, John, what's, what's your, what are your options? One, right? Yeah. The, the one in Pennsylvania, right? right. And, and this is not how, what we're supposed to do in America. I, so, I, I mean, if, if, if Levine is qualified and, we, and, and did a great job with Pennsylvania's pandemic, then pick Levine, regardless of, of gender, transgender, whatever. But I don't like this starting with the with the category as your starting point, right? Uh, right. It's, it's the, the complete reverse of, of, of how all of this ought to be done. Yep. We're talking to Paul Co- really Kendall, I have, a couple, I have a couple minutes left. Um, and getting back to just the, the incompetence, if you were to make a list of the ten worst things you could possibly do in reaction to the COVID-19 pandemic, number one would be send sick people back to nursing homes that and and that's what this idiot did and it it means a a, a job in washington and and the, and the right. new president says that it's uh that's the competence and the leadership that um, led to his decision i got one minute left paul yeah yeah and, and levine did it wor- worst of all john after angry Andrew Cuomo did it in New York, right? When the world, when everybody's already enraged at what Cuomo did, Emmy award-winning Andrew Cuomo, right? And, but and so Levine did it after that, when the lesson should have been learned. I mean, what was the other option, John? You're moving the COVID patients into WalMarts? You yeah. know, <laughs> I, I, I mean, you know, nursing facilities of all things. I, I and and this is personal to me. I got an uncle. My uncle Joe di- died in a nursing home from COVID two weeks ago. So, I, I mean, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who, who, who lost a relative in a nursing home. But, but to, this is different now because it's eventually made its way into nursing homes. But to have done that back in May, um, April, and, and by the way, Levine never had to answer for it either. Never had to answer for it. Instead, gets kicked upstairs with a big job in Washington, D.C. That's the way things work now, Paul. It's going to be a long four years. Thanks for being on. I appreciate it. 
Yeah, it is. All right. Thanks, John. Take care. <laughs> That's Paul Kengor, professor of political science, Grove City, author and columnist. And I'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. President Trump has delivered a farewell message to the nation. He's also been consulting with his advisors on 11th hour pardons and grants of clemency. Mr. Trump plans to leave Washington tomorrow morning from Joint Air Base Andrews in a ceremony that he himself helped to plan. Mitch McConnell is blasting President Trump. The Kentucky lawmaker claims the president helped to spur the attack on the Capitol two weeks ago. Twelve Army National Guard members have been removed from the presidential inauguration security detail after they were found to have ties with militia groups. The Army does not say which fringe group the Guard members belong to or to what unit the soldiers were serving in. Monroe County, Pennsylvania, late yesterday, four people shot and wounded, no suspect arrested. This is SRN News. Excuse me. Why don't you have life insurance yet? I've got diabetes, and I know the price will be through the roof for the pre-existing condition. Well, actually, SelectQuote makes it easy to get very affordable life insurance, even if you have a health issue. I'm listening. You'll get quotes from some of the country's most trusted carriers. Even with your diabetes, you can get around $250,000 in insurance for as little as a dollar a day. That would be amazing. <laughs> What's it called again? SelectQuote. Just call or go to selectquote.com to get your free quote. Get the coverage you need at a price you can afford. Call 1-800-694-1010 or go to selectquote.com today. That's 1-800-694-1010 or selectquote.com. Selectquote. We shop. You save. Get full details on example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Monthly premiums vary based on health company and other factors. Not available in all states. Charlie Kirk says, we just witnessed a show. The speeches on the House floor were rushed. This wasn't an impeachment. This was a show trial. A show trial is a tactic that was used by the Soviet Union as a way to make it seem as if they had some form of justice, but the end result was already there. If they're really trying to make Trump go away, they did the opposite of what they should have actually done. The Charlie Kirk Show. Afternoons at 2, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 1250. The answer. This is the entertainment answer. Ready for one of the most beloved rivalries in history? I'm talking about Tom and Jerry, and they have a brand new full-length film. This hotel has been host to four presidents, three popes, two kings, and we're about to host the wedding of the century. We have a mouse problem. With the what now? <laughs> Rated PG in a mix of animation and live action, this one has all the hilarious Tom and Jerry antics we love. The new Tom and Jerry movie releases in February, and to watch a trailer, head over to theentertainmentanswer.com. In 1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Mill Park, Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1335. Rack number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. WPGP Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the answer mobile app. Smart speakers. Tune in. iHeart or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. We're looking at some congestion on outbound Parkway West, right around Green Tree. Parkway East looking busy outbound as you approach the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. 28 under construction between Highland Park Bridge and Delafield Avenue. You might see some delays through there. Construction also on the Jerome Street Bridge that works scheduled through March. 14th Street remains shut down for construction between East Carson Street and Bingham Street. That work finishing up for the day. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer, weather. 
Tonight will be breezy with a little snow at times beginning late this evening, accumulating a coating to an inch. Untreated surfaces will be slippery. We'll see a low of 25. A snow shower tomorrow morning, otherwise mostly cloudy skies and breezy with a high of 27. Clouds breaking tomorrow night with a low of 23. Mostly cloudy and breezy Thursday with a high of 40. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Now we talked about our Aunt Rachel heading to Washington to work in the Big Guy administration a few minutes ago, despite world-class incompetence here in Pennsylvania. Uh, Dr. Levine is a big fan of lockdowns, as uh, you had to have noticed. And uh, Phil Kirpin is president of American Commitment. He's been one of the leading critics of the incompetence in fighting COVID-19 all over the country right from the beginning, and he joins us now. Phil, thanks for coming on again. Always good to have you. Yeah, great to be with you, and uh, congratulations on uh, getting Rachel Levine out of your state. Uh, the, the, the glass half-full read on her joining the uh, Biden administration is that, you know, you won't have to live with her there. Yeah, I know. Just the fact that I don't have to look at that face ever again. I, I, well, I, I shouldn't say ever again. Just to have to get this Only information. Only on the national news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but if you have to have some sympathy for the people of Pennsylvania because it's one thing to get the kind of news that we've all been getting since uh, March or April uh, from, uh, you know, anybody. But to have to get it from uh, Dr. Levine every day, it's been really tough, believe me. Anyway, um, <laughs> in, Phil, yeah, in your I mean, piece. The, the thing that gets me is that, uh, you know, she failed so spectacularly at her job and gets a promotion yep. because identity politics is the only thing that exists in the Democratic Party now. Yeah, I just had uh, Paul Kengor on uh, last hour, and he made the same point. And uh, there's no way that um, there's no way that Dr. Levine gets this promotion uh, without being a transgender uh, man. By every vote against, he's going to be called transphobic now, right? No question. So in your piece at The Spectator, you wrote that lockdowns are all about control. Uh, Not so much um, politicians controlling us, but just politicians wanting to be in control of the virus, right? Uh, They want to believe that they can control. Yeah, they want to believe that government policies can stop a highly infectious respiratory virus from spreading. But there's really no evidence that that's possible. And, you know, we're seeing basically every place more or less converge. And so, you know, California today passed Florida on cumulative total all-time cases per capita. So California actually passed Florida. Florida's been open for months and months and months. California's been locked down for nine months. And, you know, I think the lesson is that, you know, for all of the pain and suffering and harm and economic destruction and mental health destruction and suffering of children that we've uh, imposed with lockdowns, it's not clear there's really any significant benefit in terms of limiting the spread of the virus, which seems to do what it wants to do regardless. And and how many times do politicians like Dr. Levine, uh, being a great example, uh, get to be wrong about this? They keep getting promoted and reelected. Is it, are people not paying attention or is, does it come from, the media uh, portrayal of these idiots and and not being tough enough on them. Well, I think the uh, the media uh, basically rewards the lockdowns and punishes politicians who step out of line and resist the lockdowns. And so, you know, when Florida and South Dakota were going through their waves and their waves were just as bad as everybody else's waves, they went up and they went down, and there was a lot of hospitalization and death and so forth. Uh, they blamed them every single day for not locking down, except their waves went up and came down just the same as the lockdown states did. And they never thought about that or considered that. Instead, they attacked the governors who don't impose additional hardship and suffering for, you know, not doing so. And they applaud the lockdown governors, even though there really aren't any, any results uh, from it. And so, you know, the easy thing to do as a politician is to impose restrictions and lockdowns and mask orders and so forth. And then you know, when the wave it subsides, claim credit for it, even though the states that don't lock down have basically the same wave. And and so uh, you mentioned that uh, what, what the situation is in Florida and in California, um, if the media were doing their job, uh, that would be a gigantic story, I would think. I, um, I know we have other things going on now with the inauguration and everything tomorrow, but 
that should be a huge story, and and not just a huge story because it's it's big news, but because it's a very interesting and a good news story uh, from just a, um, a a an appeal to the audience standpoint. You have these two totally different approaches to the disease, and people in Florida are are living normal lives, and people in California aren't allowed out of their aren't allowed out of their houses, and and it didn't work. That's that's a pretty big deal, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we keep hearing how, you know, we know what works. We know stay-at-home orders work. We know masks work. And it's like, well, you know, if we know they work, why don't they work? You know, I, I don't know how you can I don't know how you can ignore the evidence of, you know, reality right in front of your face, which is, you know, the state that did every single thing that the lockdown left called for now has higher total cases per capita than the state that they bash every single day and call the governor death Santis and so forth. And we had a situation here where we had the Brown, the Steelers playing the Browns in Cleveland on a Sunday. And I think they allowed 16,000 fans in the stadium. That's 125 miles up the turnpike from here. Uh, and the Steelers and the Browns ended up playing each other again the following Sunday in Pittsburgh. Nobody was allowed in the stadium. It's 125 miles apart. But for some reason, people were going to die if they showed up at, at Heinz Field if the same people who had seen the game in Cleveland decided to come down the turnpike and go to Heinz Field, it would have been dangerous for everybody. That's the kind of and, and, they, and of they, course they, in, they uh, in Buffalo, that. in Buffalo, regular season games are too dangerous to have any fans. But playoff games, you can have you know ten percent capacity or whatever. Well, the virus uh, respects oh. the, the the playoffs. Obviously. They know how important the virus knows how important the playoffs are. So right, that's, right. Uh, I guess how that works. Yeah, I don't know. So, it's, all, it's all extremely arbitrary, and especially for these outdoor sporting events. Uh, this virus almost never transmits outdoors uh, because almost all the indoor transmission is aerosols that you breathe in, and outdoors they get dissipated almost immediately. The wind blows them away, breaks them up. Uh, outdoors, the only way you're going to get transmission is if you have a you know, really close contact uh, you know, uh, droplet exposures, but droplets drop to the ground as well. So I mean, basically, unless you're, like, hugging and kissing or she's standing extremely close for a prolonged period of time outdoors, it's not going to transmit. And so I don't – I think every sporting event could be at least 50 or 75% capacity with really no issues. And if people are wearing masks at games, why doesn't that work? Uh, I thought masks protect us. So why can't you – if everybody wore a mask, wouldn't they – wouldn't everything be okay? Uh, you know, I'm stadium? not sure that masks – do anything. Uh, really oh, I know. I think they're ridiculous. Yeah, I think they're useless, but that's not what they tell us. Yeah, I know exactly. Uh, it's very strange. It's very. It's a. It's very odd. I mean, I think the. Um, I think almost all of the athletic uh, restrictions have been ridiculous, and uh, you know the idea that you know you can, you can go to a park and uh, you can have recreation there, but you can't go to a sporting event. I mean, I don't know. The rules around here are created so insane. I mean, I. I mean, my kids are all allowed to do their various sports for the most part, but, like, parents can't watch? Well, like, what's going to happen to me watching? I don't know. All of it, it's, it's all, you know, they, there's this idea that if you don't inconvenience people as much as possible, then you're not fighting hard enough against the virus. And, you know, these politicians yeah. and these public health officials who are really just politicians of a slightly different flavor, uh, they care more about looking like they're doing something uh, and putting effort in than they do about whether it actually uh, has any results, whether it actually makes any difference, which almost none of this stuff does. And, and where are you right now, Phil? I am in Washington, D.C. Uh, I'm slightly mm. outside the militarized zone, but I could not go to my <laughs> office today, which is inside the militarized zone. So yeah, uh, wow. interesting time here. Yeah. Now, is there any hard evidence uh, that lockdowns have worked anywhere? Yeah, they work. They basically work if you've get, you need to have two circumstances for them to work. One is you need to have extremely tight border control uh, to prevent people from coming into the country with the virus. And two is you need to impose the lockdown and the border restrictions before you have any significant community spread. So you've got to have incidents in the community of less than 1% when you impose it. And so places like New Zealand and Australia were able to do that. Uh, Europe and the U.S. never had a chance of it being effective because by the time we even knew the virus existed, it was already pretty widely spread. We now know there were a lot of cases in January and even December of 2019. And so um, it's not that they can't ever work under any circumstance, but they really didn't have a chance 
uh, with how widespread the virus was you know, before we imposed them here. You've been uh, talking about the stupidity of closing the schools for months, too. Um, is there any evidence that it's a good idea? No. And even the uh, even the uh, lockdown left is sort of coming around to this now. And uh, you know, it's interesting. Right after the election, there were like five or six articles in the New York Times and Washington Post over like the next week about, oh, it's so surprising. The new evidence now shows schools are not high risk. And it's like, well, the new evidence. I mean, we, we'd seen it for six or eight months at that point. And so I, I think it's uh, it's very, very clear that schools should be open uh, with, with minimal restrictions. Uh, they, I, I believe there should be no restrictions or masks or anything for uh, elementary schools schools. I think, uh, you know, you start to see more transmission sort of above age 12, and then, you know, high schoolers are, are sort of more like adults, and that's where you, you, uh, you know, it might make sense to have some restrictions. But then, you know, they can sort of take more responsibility also by that age, and, you know, you've got to trust people to, uh, you know, take some responsibility rather than try to lock them up at home. And the crazy thing with the high school age cohort, of course, is you know, when you close the schools, it's not that they're not getting together. It's just they're getting together, you know, unsupervised in all kinds of other different yep. situations where they're much more likely to be close contact and so forth. And so I think the uh, school closures and restrictions have been enormously counterproductive, uh, not just educationally and for mental health, but I think they've probably been counterproductive for viral spread also because, you know, the structured school environment gets replaced by unstructured social interaction. We're, we're talking to Phil Kirpin. He's president of American Commitment. Um, you, you pointed out in your piece at The Spectator uh, that <clears throat> the survival rate under age 20 is 99.997. If you get any less likely to catch the disease, uh, to die from the disease, you would owe points. You would have to, you would actually be. <laughs> it would I mean, improve your health. Yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, it's less dangerous than flu for people under 20. Uh, and in fact, you know, that's another point I've been making about school. Because COVID seems to have replaced influenza this year, the influenza numbers are, are you know, record low, near zero. Uh, because COVID seems to have replaced influenza this year, this is actually the safest winter ever for children because we've replaced a virus that is, you know, 10 times more dangerous for children, influenza, with one uh, that is very nearly uh, harmless to them. And so not only are children at extraordinarily low risk uh, for you know, severe illness and death with COVID, but because it displaced influenza overall, I would say this is the safest winter on record for children. We had an is- issue um, north of here of high school um, basketball. There were uh, games scheduled that were not going to be played. I don't know what what, what the final uh, outcome was, but the uh, two of the teams refused to play unless the uh, the team that they were playing against would was uh, would wear masks. So they 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 wanted to play basketball, high school basketball games, with everybody running around on the court with a mask, which is you couldn't. It, it completely, of course, uh, um, uh, defeats the purpose of the mask. But that's that's where we are. You have a high school team not showing up for a game because the team they're going to play hasn't agreed to uh, wear masks during the game while they're playing, not not on the sidelines the, while they're playing. The world, the World Health Organization specifically warns against wearing masks during exercise. Uh, they say that it is dangerous to wear masks during exercise um, because it restricts your oxygen intake, which you need when you are engaged in uh, vigorous physical activity. And it has basically zero benefit because once the mask is moist, it can't block anything. And, you know, right. if you're in a, you know, if you're playing a sport, the things would be moist essentially immediately. And so uh, the, the best health authority on this uh, World Health Organization, very clear guidance against uh, wearing a mask when participating in exercise. And I'm surprised uh, when I see that, you know, I mean, the whole state of Minnesota is requiring masks for high school sports and people are going crazy about it because it's such a bad idea. But, you know, you've got people who've been so indoctrinated into the mask that they even want to do it when it's counterproductive and, and dangerous, potentially. So it, it's a, it just shows you the, sort of the strength of the uh, kind of the, the mask cult that, you know, you're seeing stuff like that. But again, uh Phil, you've been you've been all over this. Uh, I had you on the show here several months ago when you first uh, showed up. Uh, you know, pr- pointing out all the stupidity. Um, we, you and others, have, have 
been pointing out the, the mass stupidity that's going on out there. And you and I know that it's, I'm not a doctor, you're not a doctor, but I know that what you just said about masks, I was aware of that. The people making these rules, they're made aware of this kind of stuff, and they just ignore it. They don't want to hear, I mean, it's, if you and I know that it's ridiculous to have high school basketball players wearing masks as they're playing the game, how does somebody who's in charge of setting policy at the school, how do they not know that? And if they do know it, how do they ignore it? It's just stunning to me. Yeah, it's pretty weird. You know, I will say that, uh, you know, here locally, Montgomery County, Maryland, which is like, I don't know, the People's Republic of Montgomery, it's like kind of, it's so hard left. It's insane. They, they exempted youth sports from their mask mandate. It's one of the only exemptions. And so, so in some of the most liberal places, you are seeing a little bit of common sense, at least on that aspect of it. But then you have other places that are mandating it, including Minnesota, as I mentioned, lots of other local places. And, you know, you've got... YouTube and Twitter and Facebook, they say we will ban misinformation, anything that contradicts WHO recommendations or CDC recommendations. But then they don't, they don't ban or restrict people saying mask during exercise, mask during sports, even though it contradicts what the health authorities recommend. And so, you know, part of this is that what people see is the, the sort of the pro-mask propaganda is everywhere all the time, even for context where it's really inappropriate. And, you know, a lot of these local functionaries who don't even think about this stuff before they try to do as many restrictions as possible, but because, you know, that's the political incentive, as we said, um, you know, they just, Hey, if masks are great, then let's, let's add masks to you know everything. And that, that's, I think, you know, I don't think there's any logic behind it beyond that. Well, um, I don't know if Joe Biden is aware of it or not, but, uh, Dr. Levine and, uh, our governor advised against kids playing fall sports and the local or the state uh, organization that controls sports, the PIAA, it uh, ignored the advice and they went forward with games and nobody died and there were no problems. And nobody, as, as far as I know, I haven't seen one question asked of Dr. Levine about the big mistake with sports and what would have happened. All those kids would have had nothing to do for three months uh, if if they had listened to to the advice that uh, was given from the health secretary, well, that is certainly something we should try to get a Republican on the committee to ask during the confirmation hearing because uh, you're right. I mean, these people come out, they demand restrictions when it's you know when there was no problem of any kind. They, there's never any accountability for that. And frankly, you know, that decision to disregard that advice almost certainly saved lives because we've seen in the states that did ban athletic competitions, we've seen suicides. We've seen overdoses. Uh, you know, we're not just talking about an inconvenience for children. We're talking about pe- people have died in the states that did that. And so that was a very smart decision uh, to disregard that advice. And I do hope, uh, you know, I'm going to Thank you for that idea. I will try to get someone on the committee, maybe Rand Paul, who I believe is on that committee, uh, yep. to, to press her on specifically that issue. They strongly recommended no sports. I, I'm out of time, uh, Phil, and uh, I really appreciate having you on. Always do. Thanks. All right. Have a good one. Okay, you too. That's Phil Kirpin, president of American Commitment. I'll be right back. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers who are making buying decisions for the new year. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. 
If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. The reviews are amazing as this is one product that actually works. With water, it breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can be used in a carpet cleaning machine and it's green, so it's safe for your family and pets. Genesis 950 is made in America. If you are tired of pet cleaners that don't work, it's time to buy Genesis 950. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for bathrooms, kitchens, floors, upholstery, and grease stains. Consider Genesis 950 before purchasing new carpets. Genesis 950 has great customer service. Order one gallon direct at Genesis950.com to receive a free spray bottle, free shipping, and a $10 coupon using code PETS. Genesis950.com. That's Genesis950.com. Discount only available at Genesis950.com. Genesis 950. Much cheaper than replacing your carpets. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Now, President Trump uh, came out with a farewell address. He, uh, it was a videotape uh, that was uh, about 20 minutes long, and here's what he said, part of what he said. We did what we came here to do and so much more. I took on the tough battles, the hardest fights, the most difficult choices because that's what you elected me to do. He uh, talked about his Middle East peace deals. Uh, he said, we revitalized our alliances and rallied the nations of the world to stand up to China like never before. I am especially proud to be the first president in decades who has started no new war- wars. Now, as I prepare to hand power over to a new administration at noon on Wednesday, I want you to know that the movement we started is only just beginning. I go from this majestic place with a loyal and joyful heart an optimistic spirit, and a supreme confidence that for our country and our children, the best is yet to come. So he's gone uh, as of noon tomorrow, and we get the big guy. Uh, and just one, we've been talking about COVID and the stupidity that goes with it uh, all through the whole show, so I want to end with this. I have no idea any about uh, this, uh, anything about this except the, um, the headline. As I told you, we own property in Ontario. I haven't been able to go up there for 13 months this is, this is the headline. Ontario woman charged and fined after leaving children at their grandparents' house while getting groceries. Ontario woman charged and fined leaving children at their grandparents' house while getting groceries. What else do you need to know? Talk to you tomorrow. John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.